Oh my, oh my lord. So we're on a big roof and they've got, we're right on the top of the roof with these two big burly firemen who, oh my god, there's a guy with a chainsaw and he's right under my feet. Oh, don't get too close. It's got a very big chainsaw, Lou. Oh my god, they're actually cutting through my leg, my right leg now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bill and Roop's Fairly Accurate Podcast. Uh, Roop, how are you doing today? Hey, Bill, I'm really good, thank you. I feel really good because last weekend was Art in the Park in Leamington Spa, yeah. which is a whole week ago, but I've been delivering little prints and things to people who bought some stuff off me. People bought stuff? People actually bought stuff, yeah. And it means that I get to meet them for real. And then oh. I go to the houses and deliver a thing. We have a chat. So it's been great, actually. And I've never done it before. Um, so it's been a, it's been an important weekend for me. Fantastic, In Lots mate. of ways, yes. Yeah, so I'm Brilliant. really chuffed, yeah. No. How about you, Bill? So how's I've, it going? I've, I've, I've had an absolutely amazing week because mm-hmm. I'm not even here. No. No, I'm, I'm in I'm Mumbai. Ah. On the beach at the moment with a beer. I thought you looked a bit like glitchy. Now this is the virtual reality me. Is it? Yeah, and I thought well, I'll do a virtual reality me. Yeah, and then and I'm I'm. So basically could you down say hi to my mum? I didn't know she. Was she lives there. Yeah, you can get some good food off her. Uh, yeah, no, number forty-two. <laughs> Raju no. Way. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I will. Uh, it'd be brilliant, though, wouldn't it? If you could like your VR yeah. person, right? Would go to work. Yeah. And then we just go. See, the I don't believe in all that VR, though. It, it's the no, future. It's not, it's not. It's not. It's a bit like slide rules. Everyone believed in slide rules when I was growing up. I didn't believe in them. And trigonometry. They, they, they know it. Trigonometry. Is that right? It was just pointless, wasn't it? it was, oh, what's the point? All right. yeah. Anyway, talking Sorry. about VR today yeah. on Bill and Roop's fairly accurate podcast, we've got. Mr. Alex Marvin! Yay! Welcome, Alex. Alex! Hello, how are you, mate? Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm absolutely fine, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, oh, no, we're we, very excited. We just couldn't wait to get you in here. For those who don't know Alex, he's a co-founder and creative director of an amazing virtual reality company called Reality and Virtual Reality Limited. But it's uh, River, isn't it? Sounds like a mouthful like that, yeah. River is cool. Brilliant. But not only does he do that, he does loads of us. Uh, he's a drone... you got to correct me if I'm wrong. A drone pilot? I am. Yeah, uh, you're a document... Do, do you sit on it or what? How does that... <laughs> They look quite small to me. You're not that small. Come back to that. You're a documentary maker. Uh, You scan everything. I'm definitely addicted to scanning, yeah. You are. Flatbed or...? I I think I'm addicted to scanning and creating content, like filming and photos... So I think all of that is my addiction. And that seems to have led so into in the old days, River. In the old days, would you just be like a photocopier? Yeah, well, it would be a photo first and then uh, a copier. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and, and then you're into, into investigating historic tunnels, buildings. Look, you just we just love you to bits. Big round of applause, Alex. <laughs> right, Alex. So first of all, right, we know you, right? Through different ways, like okay. I know you because your dad played in a band, mm-hmm. and and he sends his regards because I saw him yesterday. Good, and good. he actually said, um, he said you'd be nothing without him <laughs> because you got your entrepreneurial skills and spirit from him. Is that correct? You I think agree? it might be. Yeah, I remember dad doing a lot of uh, little projects like that, it's like carpentry stuff and programming. So I think that's probably where that came from. Yeah. And that's when I first met you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I've known you a long time, but Roop. Yeah, explain. I mean, I know you said all those amazing, like, awe-inspiring things about Alex just now, but he's also been a very naughty little boy. <laughs> and how would Roop know that? <laughs> because not only did I, I know, I know your dad, but I knew him, I was in the same band as him. And it's before I was with Chris, I was on my own, and I, and I was a sorry individual on my own. They said, oh, can you babysit the boys? So I had to babysit Alex and the two others. They were all bigger than me, even when they were 11. <laughs> they were all bigger than me. So how old and was Alex? I think you must have been about four, 13. You were at my no, school, weren't you? Something about like that. 13. And... But Laurie was 11, because he just got into school, and he was dead proud of his blazer. He was that dead is crazy now being 43. 
madness. It's, it's a long time ago. Absolutely. And I've madness. got a few questions to ask about that. I'm not sure to do it on the podcast or later. I don't know if we're ready for any more of your questions. <laughs> Off camera, a minute ago, Root was asking me about mum's knicker drawer. I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Only because, and I need to say this now, because that's no, been mentioned, yeah. is because... Um, your mum was complaining to me about Joe. I think it was Joe or you, and I can't remember who it was now, who swapped their garter snake at school for some mice, but didn't know where to put these mice. So I thought, where's the softest place in the house where these mice would be safe? And they thought, mum's knickers drawers. You could start a new podcast, call it Roop's Tales of a Babysitter. I could, yeah. I could. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you've all been very naughty, but it's so, I'm so proud of you for being where you are now, mate. We are, we're both career. proud of we you. We are both very proud of you. Because well, I remember coming around your house and you was like, right from an early age, you was playing with computers. I think so, yeah. It would yeah. be computers with like the tape the, those days. Yeah, and we did like work experience was at ATD, Chris Gibbs's company. Oh, oh, was in Manhattan. Man, right. was in our band, so it? yeah, my big push was like 15 years of age, going to work experience at a games company. They were making computer games and eating pizza outside by a lake. I was like, this is amazing. This is good, isn't it? I need it's, to do I like, development. Chris, Chris will be though. listening to this podcast, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think he inspired a lot of people then. Massive. Because he, um, he, he ended up working for EA Games and various people that people might out there will know. Yeah. Uh, just an absolute you know, genius at what he did. Yeah. But he inspired you kids, didn't he? It absolutely inspired me. I met him years later because one of the games that ATD made was called Roll Cage. Oh, yeah, a yeah, game. it was a great game, yeah. And uh, they had a disc that came out on a PlayStation magazine. There was a demo, and I cheated at the demo just to get into the top <laughs> ten. Went down to London. The first prize was a Ford Puma car in Virgin Megastores. Went down with Joe and Loz. I faked my way in, came second, and didn't win this car. Oh, no. So maybe that was rightly so. Yeah. But then years later, I told Chris in the pub that I cheated on his, uh, on his game. <laughs> but can, I, can I just, before we go, because you can edit this out if you want to, but if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have met Chris. Because I pulled him out of, of obscurity at Birmingham Uni because he had long hair and a recorder. What was he doing there? Because he was thinking, like, there's certain percentage of girls that go for guys with long oh, hair. Yeah. Chris. So he... Thought he'd go for long hair, and it worked for him. Yeah, absolute sod. Everyone fancied it. It would. Ev- yeah. Everyone and fancied it. He played him. recorder in our band. Recorder. He made it look cool, right? And he came over to join me in Warwick because I moved to Warwick. He came over from That's Birmingham, cool. and we formed a band with your dad, Tanglefoot. Yeah. No, it was before Tanglefoot. We were called Three Men Doing It. Okay. <laughs> the first band. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's a bit sad. Yeah. But it was me, your dad, and Chris. And then he did saxophone. And then he got onto saxophone a bit later when he thought recorders ain't that cool. <laughs> anyway, just... Uh, so that's, that's cool. So you've done loads of cool things, right? So we've we got to start off with v- VR, yeah. right? And you've just given us a demonstration, which we'll put on the podcast, which blew us blew us away. So, in your words, then, what is virtual VR the way you do it? Yeah, I mean, VR is. Um, we try and it always frustrated me when people do VR and it didn't look like the real world. It felt like a cartoon. Yes, or Simpsons or. So I did loads. Of, I did eight years at Codemasters, and then I wanted to make games that looked like real world so when we came and started vr everyone was making cartoons i'm like let's make photogrammetry and video in vr make it really good so that's what we do now we sell vr kits like you've just seen here to make uh, it easier for people to synchronize their vr playback to mo- loads of people at the same time and we give them the ability to shoot their own video and we make virtual reality training for the firefighters and blue light services that's like the main market. But there's yeah. just two types of VR. There's either interactive or there's passive. You sit there and just have an experience. Yep. And that is what that is that you just saw. It was a passive. It's passive. You yeah. sit there. We can give you an experience. 15 people can sit down and watch it. You can take it in. Knowledge retention is four times increased in that. Amazing. So you'll remember what you saw, yeah. which yeah. made me want to do VR. I was like, I want to do something that's like new and can yeah. impact things better. I think now I could actually be a fireman in San Francisco. You, Yeah, but just the memory of it as well. Yeah. I, I, know being... how to, I know how to take over a certain type of tile yeah. from a roof. Yeah, you're there. For those listeners, if, you've, you, know, if you need me on Sundays, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah so the, you've got lots of different sorts of VR, right? Yeah. So what we've just seen is 
um, an experience with firefighters. Yes. Okay. So those firefighters would get training. Yeah, we do firefighter training in VR, where they go and shoot their own videos, or they show us their procedures or training, or they show dangerous things like fire and car crashes. A fire in a house or a. Imagine that, yeah, like a training scenario. They would film it on a camera. We've done it as well. Then we would put 15 people in the headset and they would talk about fire behaviour no. like, and how the fire is affecting the room. Well, well, well and let me just stop you, right? Cameras, mm-hmm. this is a real fire. We've done it with real cameras and real fire, yeah. So what happened to the cameramen? They all, they died. all died. All They're the dead. cameras mainly die, yeah. The cameramen, <laughs> we've cameras. Lost many cameras <laughs> over the years. Really? Seriously? Loads. Yeah, they cost about 500 or grand each. So and you we just burn them. The ca- and you burn them? To get the footage. Because once you've got the footage, then we can, we can show people and train people in a really? scenario they've never, ever been in. And also, I take it. Without getting hot. Without, I'm going to say the most obvious thing here. It means that you don't have to keep burning these things down because mm-hmm. these guys can see it yeah. and have the experience I just had of being Phenomenal. on a roof with some firemen in San Francisco. And you don't have to breathe in And all I don't that have stuff. to breathe, yeah, absolutely, and have all the shrapnel in my face and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So, absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. so your staff uh, record this fire or did you, the firemen record the fire or... In the ones where we've got to do main fire, then we would probably do that or we do like car explosions and stuff. Yeah. Um, Cutting people out of cars, anything that's dangerous, expensive, wow. or hazardous, like to do in the real world, it's better probably to do a VR scene. But that is purely, I keep going on about it, and I always shout about it on everything I talk about. Mm-hmm. That's video, that's three degrees of freedom VR. It's baby VR. It's basically that's really good. Baby VR? Yeah, it's really good. No way! It's really good and really impactful, four times knowledge retention and all that. But there's other VR which is interactive where. We do that for fire investigators. Is this with the hand gloves and all this? Sort you of could stuff? have gloves, but we just use controllers. Oh, controllers. And you okay. can pick things up. You go into a scene and you're an investigator. Wow. And this is what we can bring you in the future to have a look at if you yeah. want it. But we sell that as well. But it's really distinct that people have the difference because there's it's a big two cost. different things. They're different mediums. Someone who's totally new to this, and I, <laughs> when Alex came in today, I said, I'm a cynic. I don't actually believe in it. A bit like, you know. People don't believe in UFOs or ghosts or whatever, and I, and it's because I had never put one on. I never put one on. I just thought it's going to be like The Simpsons or something, you know, mm-hmm. like cartoony. I've seen them on TV described that way, you know. To what I saw today was the baby version. If that was the baby version, baby, it no, it was amazing. It is amazing because uh, one of the things I said to Alex today was um, I don't like heights, so he picked a video for me to look at where. Is like halfway up a chimney looking down mm-hmm. on, a, on a real world scenario. Did you really? And I get actually vertigo. had vertigo. I had a little bit of vertigo. I felt safe. I didn't feel like jumping off like I would if I was in a real cliff. The but, thing for fear, yeah. it really works for fears because I literally didn't go in a lift probably from about when you knew me before. You still not going lifts? I won't go in a lift now. Oh, okay, that's... but so I got stuck in a lift when I was like <gasps> 10 or something. Yeah. And then I went to America when I was probably 38. This was maybe five years ago-ish. Mm-hmm. And I had to go on the 65th floor for this oh, Airbnb. God. And so I got my VR headset out and I put myself on the beach in Barbados. Exactly you like you the did. Lift? And my friend pressed the button in the lift and I put the beach on and looked around because I had to do it. And I got oh. to the top and for about another two or three days... I walked around New York carrying my headset. <laughs> no way. Going in lifts with the headset on. And after that, I was cured. And now I go in lifts. You Vegas, go in... Oh, now, my God. I don't care. Because I remember being on holiday with Louise mm. and I would not go in the lift. And we walked up and down yeah. this bloody I used to do that. Stairs. stairs I yeah. mean, carrying stuff. You know what I mean? Do you two want to have a sit down no, moment? No, the thing here? is, thing think... is <laughs> Louise said, enough's enough. Yeah. We're going in a lift. And I screamed, right? Yeah. Uh, the lift doors wasn't even closed. And what did you do it? Uh, I had, I panicked. But but then she said, "Think of something nice." Okay. Right. Well, as it happened, I thought about. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that, and, yeah. it, was, and it was all right. So, <laughs> so yeah. now you cured. No, no, I didn't cure, but but I did go up and down the lift a few times. One more thing to say to yourself <laughs> at that point is eight thousand to one. My friend said something like 8, the lift to one. The chances of it breaking down is like eight thousand to one. I'm like, I'm all right with those odds. Let's go. I, I, yeah, okay. I, if I had the VR headset, VR was better. I'd be fine. I'd be fine. I'd be on the beach. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I just think that's an amazing use of it. Mm-hmm. Actually, it is amazing. Because well, really if well. I, well, yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. and anything. I mean, I did think about this uh, before with the um, 
using it because I do a lot of uh, recording um, hypnotherapists mm-hmm. and um, people going through woods or forests and they yeah. walk them through a forest and they go under a, uh, a waterfall. Yeah. I was going to say under a bus or something. Not under a bus. <laughs> Just but to relax, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mindfulness and everything, mm. which is fantastic. Stick a VR headset on them. Mm-hmm. You could actually go under the waterfall. You can be in the forest. This is a thing. This is happening, yeah. This no is being way. done. People use it. We've sold 30 kits into the NHS. Like, they're doing it now. Seriously? My friend has developed with us another product that helps children keep their hands still while they're having a cannula put in yeah oh so he's deployed that it's not even out to be talked about yet he'll tell me off for even mentioning it but but it's out there being used by people in hospitals on trials where they put the headset on and they're in a cinema and it was his idea to have this bucket of popcorn in your hand kids keep your hand still else the video stops playing so they're watching a film in vr don't worry about your hand and they have to keep their hands still and the video keeps playing and then they do the Brilliant. And they've been it's been working. So that's another bit of VR. But we've done like videos at a seal sanctuary and stuff where you can just watch it in VR and sit there and just chill out and watch it. You feel like you're there. And you see someone like me who comes into this as a bit of a cynic, because I'm thinking because I'm a bit older, I'm a bit older, and I'm just thinking it's another thing. Because you know, I got into I I thought mobile I thought digital watches were a pretty neat idea. Yeah. Right. Mm. And now I'm into like I've got an iPhone Mm -hmm. and I look at it all the time. Because you know I'm an interesting bloke, and I've got I've got people that gives cool me stuff going on, cool stuff, yeah, and all that. And I don't talk to my wife anymore, and all of that. She has to ring me. That's what she has to do. But they were um, all extra devices that were on you. They are. They were all devices, and now I have to say this is the bit that I say to people: is VR and anything mounted on your face that's the last medium there is no other medium there's been tv there's been radio all of these things you have to suspend disbelief and i have to say to you right imagine if you were sat on blah 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 or even when you watch telly you're watching it imagining that you're there or trying to imagine that now you don't have to do you can suspend disbelief now and just put a headset on and be there there. Mm -hmm. like you were so there's nowhere else to go so what's the difference between VR and AR then, augmented reality? Yeah. What's AR? Augmented reality is an overlay on the world. So I would bring my phone up and I'd bring up my phone screen, I'd scan a QR code and then something would appear in the world in front of me on my phone and I can show you those things I've seen minute. one of yours in Warwick. Is this Warwick, your yeah. Warwick Fire one? Yeah, lots of is that stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. the historical models, yeah, AR. Can you explain for the listeners then what that is? Because that is phenomenal. So you, you've got a model of Warwick. Yeah. In the... We 3D printed a model of Warwick yeah. in 19 different sections in the printer. It took 300 hours. Blimey. Um, but we first we did 4,000 drone photos of Warwick. So we went on the roof at my house in Warwick, me, Joe, and a few of us. And you live quite in the flying centre, drones. don't you? No yeah, I've got a house way. in the middle of Warwick. Mm. Um and uh, we flew the drones for like a f- couple of weeks. We'd go up there every f- couple of hours and uh, got 4,000 photos. Made a 3D model, which was textured. You see the whole of Warwick, photorealistic. It looks amazing. Then we 3D printed it in 19 sections and glued it all together to be about this big. Uh, with St Mary's We're talking Church about two feet there. He's, he's showing us there. It's yeah. about mm. a metre and a bit okay. wide square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's been installed into Warwick Museum. Um, so that kids walk up to it and adults with an iPad and you overlay the iPad over the model and the model comes to life and shows the kids the animated fire of the path of the amazing. fire warrior. Well, no. amazing. So that? you walk round it with the iPads and the fire goes and it's got a voiceover saying the fire went down Jewelry Street, up Church Street, all the ways. Amazing. It because I remember the model when that was in there when we were kids. That's right. That's I right. That. I remember we that. found it. We went and got oh, it out you? of the old like got the dust off it. Did you? Good there's, for a, you. there's a video of us finding it in Leamington. They've got it in a in a storage. And we've overlaid that on top of the model as well. So you can either have Fire Warwick or that one. And then that's rolled into work with Lord Leicester, work with St Mary's Church. They're all National Lottery Heritage. Tell funds. us about the church cuz as far as I'm concerned you've you've scanned a flipping St Mary's Church. I mean, that's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So people, the model you yes, just mentioned, as if it was just normal. It's easy. It is easy. I like people saying that because everyone at work's like, "You're what are you saying that for?" It's not easy, but <laughs> I genuinely think it is okay. I could teach you to go and do it. Lovely. That so you scanned the church literally, or well, scanned we, the top of the church. You mentioned the Warwick model, which yeah. is how it started in Warwick, and it's become a bit of a hotbed for like this new technology because they've seen what's going on. 
So the church now said, we've got some more money. Can we do something with us? So they're having a 3D print as well of the church in the church. This is the future project. This is being done now for maybe next year. Mm. Um, But because the church got a big history, we're going to have a model in the church about this big 3D print of what the church used to look like in... I don't know, 10, whatever. They, they used to have a cardboard cutout. Yeah. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they have a 3D one. <laughs> Can I ask you something? With an overlay, and they're going to put over the top of that, they're going to have what the church happened before the fire, oh, after the fire. the history of it and all that. Can I, ask you, can I ask you something then? Is there, like, for, for listeners out there now... Um, can we put like a QR code or something that they could scan to see some of the things that you're talking about? Yeah, we did all of that already, then, and yeah. they've just taken the window down. But in Warwick, the yeah. boots on the side of boots in Warwick, there was yeah. all those windows. There was, yeah, yeah. They're now going in different windows in Warwick, but you can get your phone out, walk past these windows, Fantastic. scan it, and you can pop Warwick Castle out. And Paul Elliott's doing the voiceover. Okay, we'll, we'll... is he really? Hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, he's done. It's wicked. It. I went round yeah. his house and so he's done voiceovers in here. He did Warwick Castle voiceover in here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the one we just talked about. He was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> There's something I really want to know, Bill. Play that jingle. Hey. Three groups wants to know. What I really want to know, Alex. Is there's all this tech or there's all this technical stuff that you do, and I know you love computers and virtual reality and headsets and all that stuff, right? But to me, there's a spark of creativity in you, and I think that you're really what you what's coming out to me is you're a really creative person. You want to be a creator, and you're you're it's like it's like you're brimming with it. You're coming up with all these different ideas and applications for all the VR and stuff. Is that where your mind's at, mm. creating new stuff, or is it about, you know, the technology and all of that? I think, yeah, you massively. I've worked out when I was 32. That's when I had a bit of a, I don't know what you call epiphany. it. Epiphany. Break, yeah, breakdown, epiphany, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. bad time, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. 32, now I'm 43. So for that time... I feel like I've had it all worked out. I know exactly what I like doing. Mm. And it is creative, and it's an outlet that I have to have. It's like if I'm not posting or scanning or making videos or taking photos or making a new idea, it feels like I'm, like, anxious Is and it panicky. like an obsession? Eh? Yeah, like is I have to do it. It's really? a constant... It's it's It has definitely been through relationships and like it just it goes relationships go to the side and this thing has to be first it's like things that alex we, and that's who i'm with someone else now who, who knows that better we, we're all us three we're all creative yeah that root has to paint yeah you know, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and i play. have to record yeah and, and it's and it, i can't sit there watching the telly no, i can't do yeah. it no 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 and no, i'll be in no. here and i'll edit mm. or i'll video or do something mm. You've got to do it. Do you feel like just recording podcasts as well? It's like you just said recording. It's not so much music, is it? Can it just be audio chat? It could be anything. Yeah. And if I'm not recording... Making I'm, content. It, yeah, I mean, like I've got to do green screen stuff. It, I do short videos. That's it. Same anything. type of addiction. Constant, though. constant. It is and an Louise thing, understands, because yeah. Louise works for herself, yeah. so she understands mm-hmm. she's obsessed by her business mm. and she makes podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, It was her idea to make podcasts, and I thought it was a stupid idea. And she bought that mic you're using. She <laughs> it's says, not well, a stupid idea. It's a yeah, good she idea. Said, well, I'll buy you a mic. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you like recording things? Yeah. I love recording. Yes, yeah. She wanted a podcast okay now you're the producer of it but yeah but the thing is you've got this obsession and everybody we've had in they are not obsessed but they are passionate (laughs) which could be called obsessed i'm obsessed to the fact that it is constant it's 24 hours there's no work there's no home it's just all like it's interesting that it's interesting that isn't it because you're you you're now leading a corporate a corporation yes, so a you've business. got so you've got a corporate life so you've got to look at things like health and safety you've got to look at you've got to look at things like um paperwork do you remember paperwork bill absolutely oh i, I still yeah, do a bit me accountant doing me account yeah well yeah, yeah, yeah it's like that's really but, boring but you've shifted got, now you're the creative yes so. that's what i was going to say to you because you're now getting into making quite big you've got people working for you now it's very hard and i am still adapting i'd yeah. say that i'm definitely still learning because I've never been in this bit before and it's really hard for me to do the daily stand-up meetings they have and stuff because they're tracking projects like this which is amazing this kit but we thought about it and made it and designed it six years ago 
and now it's a product with little bugs that need fixing and I hear about that every day if I go on that call so there's a lot of pushback from me because I do feel like I want to be scanning creating doing some proof of concept for someone that might come into something like this was yeah they're all just testers I like going out and doing little proof of concept over here I want to have my own little team of like three or four people that just do the things that we want to go and work on little projects but but have you've got responsibility but i have you... got to go back to yes the fact that yes we that's what i'd like to do yeah but at the moment it is selling river link kits selling river investigate which is fine and it's and a it new is. product crime scene investigation next year so that's cool mm. I'll get you, teeth into that. you've got like kpis you know what i mean you, you your staff not almost... yet because we own the company wholly the right, people okay. that own it we have no investment we've never taken the investment really i never knew that i no, thought so you right it's just um ben and brad and the other directors rich joe and ross they just went with me at the start because I needed people doing those things like an artist, programmer, money. Brad always says, like, Brad, shut the door behind me because I can't be doing the paperwork <laughs> or invoices. And now we have people that do the health and safety stuff. So I don't actually get involved in the health and safety stuff. But... You don't send people in the fires anymore then? No. <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about that My is... Travelling now, what really. I love about that is, about you, is not everything's for the money side of it. Because one day I asked... Uh, you you wouldn't know this, Bill, but um, I had an opening in Warwick. And I said, who do I know that can take good photographs? And I went, Alex. Because I used to babysit him and everything. Yeah. Contacts, you see. <laughs> and he went, yeah, I'll be there, Rupe. Not only did he come and take some fantastic photographs... Got onto the courier and all this sort of stuff, but he then sent me a little. Obviously, he's bored, right? Because he sent me a little, like, um, I don't even know what it was a link to a thing on Instagram yeah. where he said, Oh, Roop, here I am in IKEA and look what I've seen. And he basically scanned my painting, which is one meter by one meter two or something and he said and he basically superimposed it in Ikea oh no and way I'm thinking, augmented reality in Ikea oh, yeah. nice and I was thinking this guy's bored yeah. <laughs> no. but you're upset but that's They're great the bits that's, I like. your, that's, that's what you like Yeah, the, I like the wow I like showing someone something and they go what the hell the hell did you do that exactly, that exactly. I talk, talking about wow factor right so you you mentioned a minute ago you did uh, the police in, uh, work you did some work with the police yeah a lot uh, and um, so you, you've you basically was it like a murder scene or what 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 have you done we've with got the loads of things like one really? of the things i was filming was riot police training at gravesend that was chucking Bl petrol bombs around in Blimey. 3d 180 that was cool D and hang then, on a sec so you not really throw in yeah really really real petrol there was men that worked there that was their job to make petrol bombs <laughs> and carry them around in little milk, <laughs> milk bottle things and throw them at trainee police officers and no. they were like this is if you look it up there's some Search that story. There's some other bad things happen. But anyway. <laughs> right, so you record that and then... That's one thing. Which will give prospective police officers an, an idea of what it yeah, seems. Yeah, what it's like to be in a riot. Right. Okay. Okay. And the reason they do that is because the I think the intake for riot police volunteers has gone down, so they need to show people that it's exciting and come and do it. But that's one of the things. Another thing is we scanned Mum's house, the flat that she's in, and the house that she owns around the corner... And we made crime scenes for the Home Office, like counter-terrorism crime scenes in Mum's flat. In Mum's flat. And we scanned oh, it. I thought she looked nervous last night. Did she know? Did you like, tell her first? Yeah, we put her in the scene. She had a dead body on her floor. <laughs> no and way. We, and we made it like, it was so cool. No we made way. it a few years ago. No way. You'd walk up to the window and look out left and right the window and we got traffic. We got we filmed video. So you're looking in this VR scene. You, you have to close the blind to stop the... People looking in. Anyway, that turned into three scenes that we did with the government. Um, but it's ironic, it's mum's house. That's fantastic. See, it's like, a, like an amazing who done it. It was like a murder scene. Yeah. It was like years ago you got the game Cluedo. Yeah. Now it's virtual reality. Yeah. It seems to me like you've got, you know, you've got an opportunity with this to go any which way you want to. It seems like you've gone. VR is everything. Well, yeah. you've gone in a way which is like uh, for education purposes for different institutions. We've done training first because mm. people talk about VR for years and it's never taken off in people's homes, <clears throat> but it has taken off for enterprise training because mm. it's a better way of learning. So there are like 10 million, 12 million Oculuses on people's sofas, yes. but that's nowhere near the amount of mobile phones that are out there. So video does better and games on phones do better. Yeah. So we went enterprise, but my passion is much more now... Yes, we've done this. The historical is a little bit of a stepping stone for me, I think, to do more... I want to do immersive Netflix, immersive documentaries, where you're going to be 
uh, I was in San Francisco the other week and we watched the Apple launch the new headset. Yeah. And we were at Apple Park watching this new headset. You were actually at Apple Park that we yeah. all see on. Oh my. Amazing. Lord. I have to say, in the visitor center. Uh, we were there <laughs> and we went to the visitor center because <laughs> we didn't have an invite. Uh, and we were watching it live stream. But the reason I'm saying in, that. Bill. He snuck in. Ah, the great. reason I'm saying is because their headset that's going to come out is going to allow you to sit on your sofa, watch telly like you normally would. Yeah. But then the whole telly is just going to morph into your the whole room's going to morph into your environment and Fantastic. I can then put you in Guyscliff house you can stand up and walk around then we could get you to sit down again and carry on with the documentary or someone could walk up next to you sit on the table next to you and you'll just think they're next to you sat on your table that headset's going to do things that we've never seen before so it's a bit like Be a bigger the- shift like the Pyramids of Giza, which would probably not many people go to, for example. Yeah. And they could, you could go around that. I you mean, could walk a, up it. You could, could fly up, up it. Fly up you it. could have it on your front room carpet. It's yeah. wherever you want it well, to be. Can you it, do that now? Not no. in some... Not in a, not, you can, but not it's, as well as you can be when Apple released the headset. They're just making better okay, resolution. Uh, just... Sorry to interrupt. No, right. sorry. Okay, you've got, you, you got VR, for example, going into uh, the Pyramid. Mm-hmm. And I'm claustrophobic. In it or on it, in it. In it. You, you know, if you go in it, mm-hmm. right, so that might not be too bad for me, right? But could you do that? Could you actually go into the... And then you would see all the um, the pyramid. Yeah, inside. there's been tombs that have been opened and they've gone in there with a camera, taken 7,000 photos, came back out, put it into computer software and then I put the headset on you and we can put you in the cave. You can, oh, my God, I would see You can walk around that. it. We did I, it with the gadget show. I've got, I'm, I've got to look at that. Yeah. One question, right? Because years ago, or it seems years ago, it was probably about three or four years ago, you did a video on a cruise liner. Yeah. Okay. Thompson Holidays. It was amazing. So for the listeners, right, you, you're basically you're on this cruise liner and then the camera goes up and then you're looking around the sea and it's just stunning. And this was like, what, 2017, 2017, yeah, that sort yeah, of time. Yeah, like six years ago. Right. Okay, so somebody I know, and it's not me, gets seasick. Mm-hmm. So if you recorded VR on a ship, would you get seasick? I think if you put it, and the boat was moving quite a lot, we did one on the Thames where a police boat was going along, it does make you feel a bit sick putting it in a headset, yeah. That's not very good for curing seasickness. <laughs> I think it would just make it worse. But when we talk about the lifts thing, that's different. Yeah, but your brain thinks you're on a ship, so therefore you're going to get yeah, the, seasick, aren't you? Yeah, the problem is that your body, your brain thinks you're moving and your body's not moving, so there's a disconnect in your balance bit. That's the bit that makes oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so freaky, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. But I have so, seen simulators at shows that are full-on boats that rock around with a headset, and they're called Six Degrees of Freedom, and you could just feel like you're normal. It would feel comfortable because you're being tracked in space, whereas these headsets, you're locked in that Three Degrees of Freedom world. It's just I so always weird. talk about Three Doff, Six Doff. It's really boring, but for me, it's VR, and then it's Three Doff, Six Doff. It's VR and... What's it called? VR is the top bit. Yeah. And then the two things that come off that, six degrees of freedom, walk around and interact, uh-huh. or three degrees of freedom, just sit down with a headset on. Got and look yeah. around like this. Understand yeah. That. I prefer that one. <laughs> you haven't seen the other one yet. <laughs> what, what have you done? You've done some work with Tesla. So what, explain about that. Yeah, Tesla, we went to California Fremont factory and we went around the factory and filmed. I think I showed you some little snippets. But amazing. It was amazing to see the cars being made and the processes. And we got so close to the machinery that the ethos was like, we like to have movement in the shot because the camera can't be moved that much because it's make you feel sick. So you have to only have the camera static and have movement in the shot. Right. It's a different medium to 360. When you're up in the top of that crane, that's 360. Yeah. I saw a windsock there. Sorry, on my right, and I looked behind. There was a whole like a gas turbine going. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy. Like you are there, you know. And actually, why would you? I wouldn't need to leave my house. Like if Chris wants to go to the seaside in the future, yeah, it will save me. Like. I'm going to spend three hours on the train on the A30, yeah. on the train on the bus. On, what's the, on, what's the, the point? What's the point? Just bring a box of headsets around. Yeah, and yeah. you're not going on a cruise. Well, I don't need to go on a cruise. No, I don't want to be claustrophobic. No. <laughs> Love it. The use cases are dangerously expans- expansive. Yeah. It's massive. Have you seen a film called The 13th Floor? No. Watch it. It's on, it's on Amazon. You have to pay for it, but brilliant. I'm not going to say any more. We can edit that out. 
but okay, <laughs> it's, it's all about. That'll be a new podcast. <coughs> Rube's recommendation. Yeah, no, definitely. It's all about this, really. But uh, I need to write it down. Okay, we we've had um, a call from um, a, a listener. Okay, and uh, her name's Louise, and um, she, she actually faxed us, which is really good. Not so Pager. Thank, yeah. So thanks, Louise, and uh, she wants yeah. to know. We don't know if, Louise, do we? I'm know. not sure who no, we just said to listeners. Can oh, we you said, yeah, we don't know. Call in, ask yeah. question. Yeah. Um, so, what what she wants to know is if you've got somebody in VR, okay, so you've got a person, mm-hmm. could you make them taller and sort of alter their body in any way? Definitely, yeah. We could make anyone look like anything. Wow. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, I've got to take this. Sorry about. It's Chris, I've got to take it. It's, Chris. it's my yes, wife, Chris. Yeah, sorry uh, about this. Hang on a second. Yeah, sorry. Hello, okay, Chris. Yeah, just wait a minute. Hello, Chris, can you hear me? Hi, Rubes. You okay? Yeah, yeah, all good, thank you, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're at Bill's, aren't you? I just kind of... Can... Have you remembered that... Um, oh, no. Past, if we can look after the grandkids tomorrow night. Oh, you're So joking. I just wanted to check with you, because I know that we've got to go out in the afternoon. Yeah. And we've got to go to Dunelm and get the new cushion covers for the The cushion covers. I forgot. I haven't written this. Is it it, it all? Is it? Okay. I just want to check with you. That's a lot of children. Are you going to come and look after the grandkids with me about six o'clock tomorrow? Well, all of them. Well, Heidi and Cameron. So is that all right? Will you come with me? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I, I look forward to it. I look. Well, I'm actually doing a podcast at the moment, Chris. I've got, I've got Bill here and oh, Chris. Oh, you're doing a podcast now. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're on the podcast. No and way. and and little oh, and little cuddly little lovely Alex, little lovely Alex Harvey is here. You're doing a podcast with Alex Harvey. I know. I know. He's grown up now. No way. Yeah. So, oh my God. Say hi to him. No. I'm so sorry to interrupt. You. No, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Say hi to Hello. say hi to Alex though. Hello, Alex. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Hope you're doing good. <laughs> His voice is broken now, Chris. It's broken. Oh. <laughs> Don't tell Louise you're going to Dunelm, okay? Oh, all right then. I won't tell her. Don't I'll tell her. You're not Dunelm, going. Don't you? I love it. No, I don't. <laughs> God, I hate that shop. Do you so want to go with Louise? Because I no. don't want to go. Oh. Yes, yes. No, you've got to help me choose. Oh, okay. anyway, go for orange. I just wanted to let you know about tomorrow. Okay, thank you, darling. I need to go for an important meeting here. Bye. Okay. Bye, Chris. It's, it's all right. It's a high-level meeting, Chris. Okay, okay. bye, podcasters. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. 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 Sorry about Oh, I'm so sorry about that, Alex. We were no. like, yeah. and the flow. We we're flowing. We've ruined it now. I'm sorry. It was good to hear, Chris. Yeah, she's great, isn't she? But I well, she is Dunham. great, but Dunham. I, I just think, <laughs> I just like to go in and out again. Anyway, where was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got to ask Louis, you right. Louise, so, your caller. Yeah, yeah, but Alex is going to um, change whoever she's thinking of into a different person. Yeah. I don't know. Or the, or the, the taller, longer, fatter, slimmer forget, thing. Forget the longer. Right, okay. we won't go there. <laughs> okay, I've got, so I'm thinking, right, with this, with this VR stuff right so you've got so many applications so many applications like yeah you could put somebody into space couldn't you yeah it's an amazing experience for doing that yeah yeah so and it's like i'm thinking of an army scenario you know i mean i wouldn't want to know what war was like but military stuff yeah but military people would want to know so and like bomb disposal be a lot easier so there's so many applications yeah so how do you get all this out to market well, the thing is that we do is we say the Riverlink kit, the one you just had to go on with all the headsets, is for everyone because they film their own content. So we let them shoot three degrees of freedom content themselves. They take a camera, we teach them, we've got lessons, and we go and teach them how to make their own video. And if they want to do something specific, well, then that's the same as investigate. So then we go and make them a scene. So then we use photogrammetry like we've been doing at St Mary's and Warwick all those same skills, we make them a scenario that they do want to have that's interactive. Some of them want military experiences, like the government make different experiences with us, but we prefer the products. I prefer to make a product like a mm. crime scene investigator that I can sell loads of times than one-off experience for course, yeah. Axon, for example, where we just get paid once for it. So we're always trying to make products to continue money because now there's... 21 staff in the office and it's all got a bit more serious we've got yeah. to make sure everyone's paid and bigger things but i like to split my time with the 
ideas as well. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, because I'm, I'm I've got an, an engineering recruitment background, so um, a lot of my clients were in the turbine industry. Mm-hmm. Turbines huge, you know what I mean? They're blooming great big thing. It's so difficult to teach somebody how to build a turbine. Yeah, you could video somebody and they could just follow that. Yeah, I mean, or make it in VR and you can take it apart and then exactly. Wow. I, that, mean, that so, is I mean, like, it's just my simple brain is coming yeah. up with so many well, applications. Now, now that I'm not a cynic anymore and I'm obsessive, I'll just transfer today. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is that is what it's about. You know, even in the passive three... Three DOF, yeah. Three DOF videos, one, though. Three DOF, I'm getting technical there, viewers and listeners. Three mm-hmm. DOF, where you basically see a video around you. Yeah. Um, it is so real. That you do, I remember literally how to take a tile off a roof in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I could do it. You could do that. If I was given the tools. But, for the bit I saw, to be fair. But um, I think that's really, really like uh, an important tool. It's enabling them yeah. to do it themselves. And then yeah. in the boxes, we let them put their logo in here. So oh. it looks like from day one, it was Seven theirs. Trent Water or whatever it is yeah. have just made their own VR kit, but they've just wow. bought a box. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I'm just thinking like surgery. You know what I mean, if you're going to teach somebody yeah. the other side of the world how to do surgery. Dissect. Oh, oh, just so many different things. All right, look, we're running out of time, so I'm going to be a few quick short fire questions, right? Mm-hmm. How do you keep up with te- changes in technology? Good, good question. Yeah, we've got the fourth industrial revolution. Have we? Oh, yeah. It's, I missed it's, the first coming three. into the fourth industrial revolution. Oh, it was revolution. a steam, wasn't it? A steam train. It's like software. Everything's changing. Internet's changing. Mm. How do you keep up? I keep up by going to all the shows that I can. So, like, Great. every year I go to CES in January, Vegas. Mm. Every year. And I see all the latest consumer tech. We just walk around the show, get sore feet and see everything. But do you go to the casinos as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just checking. Yeah. Good man. We love it. Every year. So, there's maybe there's 15 shows a year that I'd go to. And I see all the top new stuff. So, I like seeing that. But at the moment... Helping me plan everything is Chat GPT. I don't know if you. Yeah, no, I, 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 I am. Yeah, well, addicted. we don't want to tell people that we use it for our Where podcast. Where do you think I've got my questions? Question, from? Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So, okay, but the thing is, you've got to be a software developer. Uh, well, you, you've got to be a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be a teacher. <laughs> you, you've got to adapt. You've got so many strings to your bow. Yeah, there's a lot of that because I'm selling as well, doing demonstrations to people for the VR stuff. Um, and it's yeah. working, isn't it, Storytelling, yeah, that's the main bit. That's the bit I like most. The Making products is... I don't know what my... Pa- my passion is just going out and filming stuff. Scanning, filming, and yeah. photography. But if you're, you're good at what you do, Alex. I mean, you are so good at what you do. But I've got to ask you, just before we finish, right? Apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, right? But apparently there's a, a dairy farm near Moscow uh, in Russia, and the cows are supposed to wear VR headsets because they've been specially made for these dairy cows to help them relax in order to produce more milk. Okay, do you think that's true? I I think it's false, but you're probably going to tell me it's true. No, I don't know, but that's... The <laughs> can I ask you can I ask a serious AI question? Can I, it's true. Is it a serious oh, okay. It's true. I know we haven't got much. Can I ask a question here? Because okay. um, one of the things that I've seen on your on your sort of blogs and various things, is a project that you've got called 360. It's about the homeless in Leamington. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I saw yeah. that, yeah. And That's mad that you see that, because I posted it yesterday or the day before. Well, yeah, but I think what I've was lovely... There. So I don't know much about it, but what I'll say to the listeners is that you're looking at... So if you, you know, it's, it's a lovely town, Leamington, absolutely gorgeous Georgian buildings and beautiful, beautiful sort of, uh, you know, colonnades and, and parks... In the middle, midst of which you have got homeless people sitting there. Yeah. And we all walk past, you know, all of us walk past these these guys, you know. We don't know their stories, but we walk past them. And we probably judge them in a certain way. And I know it happens in London a lot and other places, but in Leamington, Leamington Spa is quite a wealthy place and it's we, we have that. What, and I saw this a few, a uh, couple of years ago, I think before or during lockdown, where you had put a drone or something out and he went round at the eye level of some of the guys sitting mm. on at Lemmings. I would love to know a little bit more about that because mm. I think that's a really fascinating thing that you've done. Yeah, we did a, I think it was like 2016, 17, but we were filming, or I was filming, the homeless guys in Leamington because I saw this guy reading a book in the rain. I was like, 
didn't really. I'm like, why you why don't you just move under the shelter? Anyway, started talking, interviewed him for an hour. Turns out he was he he blagged me. I just thought that he was. Um, it's called James Hackett. Um, I interviewed him and he blagged me that he was trying to get money and get, not on drugs and wants to go and help his family and just wants a bit of money to go and stay in a hotel to see his kid. I totally believed everything he was saying. I was interviewing him and believing him. And then about a year later, comes out that he was a massive addict. And then he wants to have a meeting with me. So I go and film him again. And he's like, sorry, shake my hand. He's now a vicar, priest, or doing God stuff, religious religion. We're doing religion over in uh, Wales. Yeah. Anyway, that was how it started with the homeless. Is um, that true? Did yeah, you... that bit was all true. Right, okay. And then I wanted to film more, so we had 360 cameras. So I went, I had the kids with me, Bob's and Moles, they were younger. And I went and filmed the homeless guy in Leamington from his point of view on the street with his dog and he's playing a little drum. And then I put the VR film into the into a headset and made the kids, my two kids, sit on the floor and put the headset on. Oh, is on. that how you did it? I was going to ask and you. so then the video went on Facebook as like that video, but the main bit was to make them feel what it's like. So they sat in my office when we first started the company and they were like on the floor watching people ignore them on the street. And then some people give money, so it's like... Oh, thanks. <laughs> but it's a real good way of actually physically sit it down on the floor. Think, mate. It really did make me think. It was good. You can like look around on your... Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. see. And I hadn't seen it on the VR, obviously, because yeah. today was the first you day. But it. I saw it on one of your like posts, yeah. I think. And yeah, yeah. Um, I was absolutely fascinated by it, because I think that's something that, you know, you're, this is part of your creativity. I think you're, you're not, you know, you, it seems to me like you're interested in, you know, social impact of people. I like you're people's in, stories, yeah. Yeah, the stories. You're also you're really like fascinated by history. Mm. Talking about the fire of Warwick and mm-hmm. the, um, we wanted to ask you about tunnels and various things. There's but, so many. I've got to ask. Is mad, we've yeah. got the tunnels. Okay, because I mean, like, we, I love um, Guyscliff House. I yes. absolutely love. Which those is on things. the outskirts of Warwick, isn't yeah, it? It Bill? is. If you haven't been, that they open it yeah. up every it's about, year. I'd say it, four or five miles away from the centre of Warwick. It yeah. was probably less. Less. Oh, is it less? But I just love the place, and you've. Did you go in the tunnel? I'm addicted to the place, but, but there isn't... Claustrophobic? How uh, did you go in that tunnel? Too small for me. Yeah, right, OK. So <laughs> it's really tight. Does it go all the way to the castle? We definitely didn't get that far, but we're in the process of scanning what we found there now. And I think if you can get Adrian King on to speak to you, he can tell mm-hmm. you more about we, it. I love Adrian King. I want him on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like... I think so he's on Skyscliff, doesn't he? Pardon? He's a custodian. He, he's a custodian of guys. Oh Cliff. yeah, we've met him. Yeah. Louise okay. knows it. I mean, yeah, we just love him to bits. By the but, way, for listeners, if you look on the the front of Warwickshire Haunted, Guys Cliff is on the front page or the the cover of Warwickshire Haunted. It's a paperback, and it's, uh, it's he knows all about he knows that. all about the ghosts. Oh yeah, we yeah, want yeah, him go. on. Yeah, okay. we want him on. But okay, so you've got the cameras down there. So that tunnel goes somewhere. Well, we think that it might do. So you wouldn't just build a tunnel. I imagine they would in back in the days they would build a tunnel that goes somewhere, but we're I'm very spe- skeptical that it goes to the castle it's a long because way. there's a lot of rumours that the castle wasn't where the castle was. There was a, another castle no. ages ago around All Saints area, you know, just yeah. up the road, which is to the other side of the riding school, which would make <gasps> more sense. Of course, if yeah. there was a castle tunnel, it would be to that one, not the other one. For one, there's a canal in the way, but anyway. Um, depends how deep the does it is. go under the river? Maybe uh, I don't think it could go. Well, under we there, need we get him on. We, get Adrian on to talk about that. But in Warwick, on. there's more tunnels in Warwick that we found that are not at Guyscliff House. That's right. on Jewelry Street, mm-hmm. and it, we went down um, with some firefighters nine meters down in this well. Nine meters carved out of the bedrock is a hole like you can crawl through the hole. It's no about way. as big as that sort of thing. Um, and you have to crawl through it and then go down this tunnel a bit and there's some graffiti in there that says um, 1894. Uh, so it's in like candle on the ceiling. Yeah, Filler one, Swindon nil sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went down with the fire service and scanned it um, with, and BBC Click guys, they came down and scanned it. Wow. And then we put them in VR in the tunnel and you could do that as well. Hmm. And it goes off around the corner towards St Mary's Church and then it's blocked off like it's... Um, fallen in but there's a room in St Mary's Church that's not been in access for like 350 years that's below the Falk Gravel Crypt so I really want to get my cameras in there It seems to me like significant what you're just talking about is significant not just for um, 
just for a, like let's see what's going on but for the historical like context of Warwick doesn't yeah, it I think so if, be... if you're a historian like out there look, looking at what happened you know I know we used to have the old you know the persecutions back in the you know in the day with Guy Fawkes and all of that sort of there's a whole lot of history there hmm. that this might actually add to so it's, it's significant yeah I think so. We need to do some more digging, and I'd like to have more historians. Yeah, and if there was like money yeah. was no object, I'd just make immersive documentaries about that. So like, would you? Is that, is that what you would do? Yeah, because at the end of the documentary, every time you finish watching the documentary, I could put you at Guy's Cliff. You could sit on your sofa with a headset on mm. and walk around and pick oh. up things and have a candle and hit a sword, whatever you want. It is well worth going around Guy's Cliff. Really, you could do the same with crime scenes, though. So imagine any documentary that's about a crime scene. At the end of it, you've always got questions and you want to know more. Yes. Yeah. I go online or I search the Wikipedia for yes. what happened. I feel like that in the future, imagine an encyclopedia or a wiki page, it should be of the place. So imagine Guyscliff House, you walk around it, you walk up to this old wall, now this wall has data on it. It should have videos and images mm-hmm. and research all on that rock. Now, if I want to know about the tunnel over there, I have to walk in VR to the tunnel. It's like a spatial encyclopedia. Mm. Fabulous. Like, that's how I wow. feel like the I never knew that there was so much potential to VR. Before we finish, the uh, the you I know you're really big into community engagement. Um, you've got a, a victimless crime video coming out. Yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> that's about antisocial behaviour. Okay. Uh, someone threw a brick at me today in the office. It was a fake brick, but... <laughs> They went last week and shot there for a week in Manchester where it's about a brick getting thrown through a um, a bus window yeah. and someone getting hit in the bus. Really? But it's about like empathy and making school kids try not to do that sort of thing. We've done the same for knife crime. So um, you're putting them in the... F- in the in in the uh, the seat of in the, the victim. shoes of of the yeah. victim. Okay, yeah. okay. And seeing things like that. I mean, there's a whole other story behind it, but yeah, we did it with um, knife crime and... Wow. They're just films that we make for the police and fire brigade. They have okay budgets, so we can send a team there to do them. But mm. I just I, love I, your. Pa- our podcast is all about passion. Mm. People who are passionate. You. You get a good chat then, don't you? You absolutely yeah. just pour yeah. passion pours out of your veins. <laughs> and actually, you know what's what's really interesting for me because I've known you for my, you know. Babysitting, yeah. Oh, babysitting days. And I am just so incredibly proud. I mean, this isn't a way that I think I could have gone because I don't know technology and I'm not that smart with tech. But seeing someone just, like, embrace it and take it, you know, from the days of the old Sinclair, like, cassettes that you had to wait for a half an hour for it to load up. Do you yeah. remember those days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were around those days, weren't well, you? Well, yeah, and then Chris yeah. used to bring computers around and, and go, play with that. I know, and, and Chris came along, and and I'm being part of that, you know, being part yeah. of that with you, uh, and seeing where you are now, and how, you know, and, and and we went into a VR just before the podcast, and we were in San Francisco, and him helping San Francisco firefighters do their stuff. It's absolutely fabulous, Alex. I'm, I'm we're, dead, we're dead chuffed. Proud of you. We're very proud out. of you. Um, yeah, and um, it's good to show you. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on our panel. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, big round of applause for <laughs> Alex Harvey. Gorgeous, isn't he? Hello.